Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy Soto's a badass, huh? No doubt about it. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York. Millions of Americans financed the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you to Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Get your rocket mortgage on, son. Our toll-free hotline, 855-2124-CBS, is brought to you by GEICO. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO. Just go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Soto, three for four, a double, a home run, three RBIs. He was the badass tonight for the Nationals. And certainly, uh, Scherzer did a good job, right? And he didn't even really have to work that much, Carver High. What, did he go five innings or something like that? He, you know, he threw a lot of pitches. He he worked a lot. He gave up those couple runs in the first. Labored a lot through the first few innings. Uh, and the Nationals are built on their guys usually going a little bit deeper than that. And they were able to get away with it tonight. They actually used Corbin for an inning or two. Do you know what his line was? Do you have his uh, stats on how, how many innings he went or whatever, how many pitches he threw? Because uh, I don't think he had to work that hard. I mean, once they got the lead, he was out. And, I mean, I think he'll be good to go again in this series. No problems asked. And then I thought, you know, for the fact of the matter, is that uh, Cole got lit up. That's just all there is to it, right? There's Is there any denying that Cole didn't have it tonight? I mean, Scherzer threw 112 pitches in five innings. Oh, all right. Well, there he you em- go. He emptied the tank. Oh, there you go. I didn't know he threw that many pitches. But... I saw him, and I was watching while I was getting ready for the show. It was the third inning, and he was already in the 60s. So he was definitely, uh, you know, a lot. Cole, of... Cole threw 104 pitches, and he went uh, seven innings and gave up eight hits, five earned runs, a walk, six strikeouts, and two home runs. Two home runs did him in. First loss since May. That is crazy. That is crazy that he wins every game he starts until the World Series and then he loses. How crazy is that? Watch him. He'll lose his next one, too, because he he won every game. And then the two that mattered the most, he won't win. That's crazy. Scherzer, five innings, two earned runs, three walks, seven strikeouts. Almost half of his pitches were uh, strikes. They were half. And it wasn't like Cole didn't throw strikes. He threw 70 of 104 strikes. He just gave up the bombs, right? It was Zimmerman and um, Soto. And Soto just continues. Uh, He hit a, uh, right? Didn't he hit a, uh, yeah, because it was in the fourth inning, uh, Soto's, uh, his first fourth inning off Cole, uh, nobody on. And then Zimmerman's was a solo shot as well in the second inning. So in the second and fourth, they tagged him. The double was Soto's uh, as well. And Soto has three RBIs in the game. Zimmerman, Eaton, and Soto with the RBIs. Two out RBIs from Zimmerman and Soto. And um, they were two for nine with runners in scoring position. They left uh, four on base. 
but the Astros left 11 on base. They were 3 of 12 with runners in scoring position, so that was a, a problem right there. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is just they so— had the Yankee problem. They had the Yankee problem, which is, I said to you when Soto hit that homer earlier and when he had the other big hit, the Nationals did tonight what the Yankees could not do in the ALCS, which was in a tight game, get a big hit against one of the Astros' big pitchers. But how about that shot in the, um, in the eight, it was it in the eighth inning that he hit the uh, wall? Yes. But it was actually hit the glove of Eaton. Yes. It, it kind of it didn't off, hit the wall. It hit his glove. It hit off Eaton's glove and hit then the wall. Then it hit the wall, but right. it hit the glove it first. Was a, it was a very, it would have been a very tough catch for Eaton to make. I mean, that was, he was jumping into the wall. Fair enough. I don't think that that was an absolute. He should have caught the ball. I no. thought that was a really it was a tough. It was really a tough, tough play. play. But it was not a home run either way. It would have never left the no, park. No, 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 no. It was no. short it was of the very wall. Very short of the top of the wall, but still would have been a tremendous catch if Eaton was able to get it. Nationals did. They stole a game down here already. Tomorrow night is one hundred percent a gravy game for House the Nationals. Money. House money. They won a game already in Houston. They've got Strasburg on the mound. Have a chance to go home up 2-0. It's just a perfect scenario if for the they Nats win, tomorrow night. If they win tomorrow night, uh, are you willing to say the World Series is over? I am. I would find it very difficult for the Astros to win. Well, at, you know what? It's hard to say that. There's three games in D.C. I know. So they'd have to win two of them at least. I'd say just about over. Michael in South Carolina, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Scott Farrell. How you doing? Hey. Yeah, so as I say, that was a wonderful World Series game one. I'm ready for game two on Wednesday night, and I hopefully Washington can win and go up two to zero, Scott Farrell. So they go back, uh, they go right back at it tomorrow night. Listen, like I said, if they win the game, uh, if the Nationals win tomorrow night, because I think now there's pressure on the Astros. They'll never admit it, they'll never say it, but there is tremendous pressure on them tomorrow night to win that game, and that's just all there is to it. Uh, the Astros have to win the game. Mafia, do you think that there's pressure on the Astros tomorrow going into that game? Because I do. Of course, there's absolutely pressure. I'm not going to flat out say, I mean, obviously you don't want to go down 0-2. I'm not going to say, though, that if they don't win that game, they're done because that offense is so dynamic. And once you get through those first two pitchers, it's a little easier. I know they're going to come back around. But I think that they have a shot to take a couple. We saw them take a couple on the road in New York. We know they could win on the road. Why is, it, why is it easier? Because Grinky, uh, he messed with the Yankees the, the second time he faced them. And then I think that uh, Corbin has pitched uh, very effectively as well for them. And how about Sanchez? They won't even use him. The guy took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. I mean, that guy, I'd throw him as sure as I'm sitting here. He'll probably pitch game four, yeah. I mean, how do you not like him? The guy, remember, he, twice in postseason history, him and Scherzer have gone into the eighth inning with a no-hitter. That guy can pitch in big games. I'm not saying I don't like him. I'm not saying they're not good, but they're not at the level of Scherzer and Strasburg right now. So it's not – those two guys are absolutely dominant. It's incredibly tough to hit them. Those other guys are good, but I'm not going to be as scared of them as I am the first two games. I'm just saying that is easier for them to get some runs than maybe. It, there is a lot of pressure. You don't want to lose both at home. You don't want to be in an 0-2 hole. Everybody it is thought a big tonight game. was the easy game because there's uh, Cole. And they didn't even consider Scherzer could beat them. Yeah, you know what? If they lost, if the Nationals win tomorrow night, it's over. There you go. I'm telling you. It's over. Because <laughs> not only that, the Astros in game four, they're going to pitch Granke in game three there. Game four, they're going to do like they did Saturday against the Yankees. They're going to roll all the, the bullpen right. guys out there against Sanchez probably. Right. So 
And as we know, anything can happen, but I don't like their chances if they lost both games at home. Jack and Pittsburgh on the fan. Pharrell, what's up, my brother? I need a Miller Lite real quick. Here. Can we get him a cold Miller? Check out. Ooh. I uh, love it, man. Nice and thirsty. There hey, you go. Pharrell, you're, you're talking about pressure here. Hey, do you do you uh, think or do you assume that uh, that had something to do with Garrett Cole? I mean, pitching tonight as far as uh, the jitters, nerves, and all that. As far as that Alvarez, that batter, it definitely did. What about Garrett Cole? I think that pressure had a lot to do with his delivery. Don't you agree? Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know uh, because uh, I don't, frankly, see how a guy that uh, hadn't lost a game since May is afraid of anything. He just pitched in, uh, you know, uh, in the division series. He pitched in the ALCS, and he's, you know, unbeatable. He wins every game. Even his bad game against the Yankees, he's still got it done. And then uh, you're telling me all of a sudden because it's uh, the final series, the World Series, that he's phased by that. I truly don't believe that uh, Cole... Or Verlander, uh, who else do they got in their rotation, Carver High, in, in terms of who else they're going to throw? So they got Verlander and yeah, then well, Greenkey. Cole, Verlander, Greinke, and you, then bullpen. But I do mean, you really believe for one minute that any of those guys are nervous because it's the World Series? Not. They just pitched in playoff games. games. I think that we saw Greinke in Game Five or whatever, you know, in Yankee Stadium Game right. Four. Um, he, after, he was getting abused by fans. He still abused, pitched well. Rough first inning and then settled down pretty good after that. I, I don't believe for one minute that Garrett Cole is, you know, he might have been nervous for five minutes at the beginning, but that's, you know, just the World Series or whatever. But a guy that just pitched in the Division Series, ALCS, and now, and he's pitched in that, you know, in this before. So it's not like he hasn't pitched in big games. I, I think a young guy might be nervous. A rookie might be nervous. Um, but I don't see how the ace, the the best player on the team, the best pitcher, without a doubt, uh, in the league is scared to pitch in a World Series game. I don't believe that. He, he didn't say he was scared. He just said he was nervous, and so he, it affected him. I, I just think what affected him was, it, it's simple, is that he didn't think Zimmerman would hit a home run against him, and then I don't think he thought that Juan Soto would go off for three RBIs, a home run, and a double against him. The bottom line was... They lit him up, and I don't think it had anything to do with nerves. I think it had to do with the Nationals right now, even with the six-day layoff, are still swinging fat bats. They are getting on base, and they are scoring. That's all there is to it. Right. If it was about nerves, it would have been early in the game that he started getting lit up. Where he really got hit was later in this outing. You know, that's just them coming back around, seeing his stuff for the, the third time. You know, maybe him being a little tired after over 100 pitches. That's why that happened. That's not nerves at that point in the game. Yeah, I don't believe for one minute the guy was nervous. I, you know, and I don't think you'll hear him after the game say, you know, I was really nervous tonight. That's why I lost. I don't believe a guy that's that good, frankly, is nervous. So I'm watching uh, Kawhi Leonard light up the Lakers. It's pretty obvious now to me that, uh, in all honesty, that they're the better team. Uh, I've And I've watched, you know, whatever, just three three quarters of this. But they're kicking their ass. They're up 12. There's eight and a half left in the third. And uh, Kawhi's already got 23. What he averaged last year in Toronto, 27 a game. He's already got 23, and there's eight minutes left in the third. He's going to have 40 points in this game. The guy is absolutely torching them. And meanwhile, LeBron's bricking left and right. He's 5 of 13 from the floor. Uh, Davis is 5 of 12 from the floor. They can't hit the broad side of a barn. And meanwhile, the Clippers are shooting 58% from the floor. 
And they're not going to lose when they're shooting 58% from the floor. That's all there is to it. And uh, this guy is so unbelievable. At 9 of 14 from the floor, 4 of 5 from the line, 1 of 2 from 3. Kawhi Leonard is really, truly, without a doubt now, the best player in the NBA. Is he not? Mavi, you have to agree he's the best player in the NBA. Who's better than him? No, he's the best player. I mean, he's... At both ends of the floor, he's the best player in the league. Right. LeBron's older now. He's a step slower. He's not the same as he was. Kawhi is still in his prime and incredible at both ends. He plays the sickest defense in the league. And there's other guys that are really good. Beverly, these other guys. But you cannot even question Kawhi Leonard's defense. And he's first team, all defense. And he's so unstoppable offensively now. With his big ass claw, it's it's absolutely crazy watching him play. Now he dominates games. Can you imagine how good this team's going to be when they get Paul George running with him too? Right, they're, those are probably two of the best, if not the best, two way players in the game, and they're both on the same team. And how about the Lakers giving up on Zubak? He's got eight points in this game, and uh, he's perfect from the field, four of four. He's huge, and they gave up on him like he was trash. He's out there playing right now, and he's a monster. Look at the size of that guy. Seven foot, two eighty at least. He's a he's a he's huge. He's slow, but he's huge, and uh, he's playing really well. Beverly's an incredible defender. Shamit can shoot, and uh, Harold's violent. I think he plays tough. D. Harkless, same thing. Lou Williams can score with anybody. He's got thirteen in the game. Imagine what they get going when they add uh, Paul George to this team. Seriously, they're gonna kick everyone's ass. That's all there is to it. 855-212-4CBS. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. So did you see the whole uh, uproar today about your football team mafia with the coach, Crazy Eyes Gase, saying essentially that they're going to reevaluate their relationship with ESPN after the Monday Night Football cameras and microphones from NFL Films Picked up Sam Darnold saying he was seeing ghosts out there, end quote. So Gase wants to cut off ESPN and uh, the NFL films people. Apparently, uh, uh, what I saw was their head honchos weren't happy with it, that they let that on uh, the broadcast. And uh, But I've never seen anything like, who cares if they caught him saying that? You know why? Because you got your ass beat. And and the fact that that coach is defending, like trying to like cause some kind of sideshow here, like that, that ESPN or NFL Films had anything to do with them getting their ass beat is hilarious to me. He needs to uh, focus on his crappy team. What are they, one in five? He needs to worry about what they're doing on the football field and quit worrying about, in my opinion, ESPN or NFL films. Yeah, this whole thing is getting way blown out of proportion. It was last night. It is tonight. Like, people were going crazy over that quote. Like, all right, you, he's admitted that he's having a crappy game. He's just not seeing the field right. People were go, making it like it was, you know, national news that we all should be focusing on. And then he handled it perfectly after the game. He said, listen, I got to tell my coaches exactly what, you know, is going on out there. And I'm telling them I'm not, I'm not seeing it right. If something's wrong. I'm having a terrible game. Okay, kill it there. And then all of a sudden they got to rehash it today and make it a big story about how they let this go over the air. It wasn't that big of a quote. It wasn't that big of a deal that he said it. And it's not that big a deal that it went over the air. Get over it. Uh, Le'Veon Bell said the NFL screwed Sammy over. Uh, there's not one player in the NFL who's cool with having every sideline conversation broadcast to millions. 
There's a reason we've never heard other quarterbacks frustrated on the sideline like that before. It's crazy. The NFL did Sam dirty as hell. I agree with him. Honestly, I do. I know that at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. Um, and it isn't. What the kid said, is it that big of a deal? No, it probably isn't. But I still don't like that they played it last night. I don't. It had nothing to do with ESPN. They're saying no. NFL Films. NFL NFL Films films gave the okay for them to play it on the air, and you know, right? It has to do both because ESPN said, "Hey, we got this audio." NFL Films said, "Okay, yeah, you were allowed to play it." I honestly playing the mic'd up stuff during the game. I don't know unless it's some very vague stuff. I think that all that stuff, if you're going to trust the NFL and these networks in micing your players up, I think that you need to have some kind of um, control over you know, what they're... Some stipulations. Like, like it used to be like the NFL <laughs> film stuff, like they would use that stuff not on the spot. It would be used... But later. In later stuff, you know... You know, on shows that, that they, they do on pieces NFL that Network. they would put together down the road. Right, you're now turning it around minutes later and playing it on a live broadcast without the team knowing. So they got him in a timeout on the sideline, right. saying it, and they used it like five, ten minutes yeah. later. I I personally don't like it. Is it a big deal that he said I'm seeing ghosts out there? I I don't think it's as big a deal as being made around here for the last 24 hours. Oh, I'm sure they made it a big issue here. Oh, they made it a huge on the fan everywhere. Everywhere. What did they do? Well, it's just it makes the kid look, you know, scared scared out there. Not not just so much scared, but um, you know that he's not he's having a rough time. I don't think he was scared. I just think he had a bad night. He had a bad night. Of course, he had a really bad night, and he knows it. I heard him do an interview today. He was on one of the local stations here. And he, he showed up, he did it, and he just said, listen, I got to be better. That's it. You know, it is it is what it is. Nothing's ever good enough for the media. But the I, don't, I, they get I still nothing. don't like that they played it. I think that there's some things that need to be passed through the team. And if I was a coach or I was anybody else, I don't know if I'd be too thrilled with it. I think they should worry about how bad their football team is. They should. They uh, That is the biggest thing. Their football team but sucks the, the right now. the fact that they're letting this distract them from the Jags game that they got this well, that's week. That's exactly what they're doing right now. Is they're just distracted with all with all this garbage. But it just makes you look like idiots. I, I really do. I mean, I, I think they should just worry about the Jags and get over it. How do you not wash your hands of that crappy game? I mean, you lose 33 nothing. You got to get over it. Get out of there. Get to flush that down the toilet. My God. Kevin in Dallas on the ticket. Hey, Pharrell. Kevin, the truck driver here. Got my big rig pointed towards Oklahoma City. Sweet. I appreciate you taking my call. Sweet. What's up, brother? Hey, a question real quick. It's just a stupid, silly question. What if? Yeah. Uh, without a re- knee-jerk reaction, considering everything, uh, rosters, injuries, coaching staffs, uh, remaining schedule, if there was breaking news coming out tomorrow morning that said Prescott was getting sent up to New England and Brady was getting sent down to Dallas, give me your prediction on what would happen, uh, the, the result of the remaining season uh, uh, for both franchises. I'll hang up and listen. Well, uh, you know, that's just like some hypothetical world, some crazy world, some dream world, I guess. Uh, my guess would be that um, if they got sent to – if they were traded tomorrow for each other – uh, I think that uh, I think Tom Brady would do better with the Cowboys than Dak Prescott would do with the Patriots because I think Tom Brady's 
hands down better than uh, Dak Prescott uh, has ever been or at this point I'm willing to say might never be. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he's that great. I I think he's a serviceable, very solid quarterback. He can be exciting at times. Tom Brady's great every week. Is he not? Is he not great every, like, just about every week? Does he not get it done? I mean, all the guy does is win and win Super Bowls. So he wins every game. And then what do they go? 13, 14, you know, wins every year? 12 at least, right? There's no comparing the two. Tom Brady would do better with Dallas than Dak Prescott would do with um, the Patriots. But I have to say that's ridiculous. Mary Ellen in Virginia. Can I get a Guinness for my celebration tonight? There you go. Having a good night tonight. Every time you, you know, every time you win, you call and say the same thing. Have you ever noticed that? Well, it's. it's I mean, you call of, up every time they win. You go, man, we're having a great three, night tonight. So what else am I say? Well, I don't. I don't know. Like, I'm just praying that you'd say something else for once. Like, talk about a part of the game or something that really mattered to you. Instead of you call me all the time and say, oh, we're having a great night here. Because, well, geez, obviously you won the game. What else would you be having? I think Scherzer did well. I get your opinion on that. He struggled. To get, he didn't have his control tonight, and um, they, he only gave up two runs. He won. Yep. They won. There's nothing to say. Uh, there's nothing bad to say about your team. They won. They're up one nothing. It's you know you're in a great place. The question becomes: Will Strasburg do it tomorrow night against Verlander? That's really I about Strasburg tomorrow night than I did tonight with Scherzer. So you have more faith in tomorrow than you did tonight. Well, I I just Strasburg. Strasburg's had a better year than Scherzer. Scherzer's been been a little tight. So are you willing to say that you believe tomorrow they're going to win again and go up two? I think they've got a good chance to. Yeah, I do too. I really do. I, I think uh, Verlander is really good. And I just think Strasburg is, uh, right now, to me, He's actually pitching tougher than anybody in, in baseball. Yeah, he's he's had a much better year this year. And I think he's pitching better than Verlander. The thing about it is that Scherzer's always been the bulldog and, and not getting injured or anything, and he was injured this year, and, and it's usually Strasburg that's always injured right and left you right. know, all the time. Strasburg played throughout the whole summer. I don't know how they're going to get Soto out. Uh, the guy's just absolutely on – he's on fire. Well, they, they've won seven straight games, and that's tough. And I think the guy uh, that is a huge difference maker on that team, nobody ever talks about him, is Zimmerman. Oh, yeah. I mean, he makes plays in the field, and he comes up with big hits. He had a home run tonight. Uh, yep. He's been he's been daggering uh, since that wild card game. Yep. I mean, he's been absolutely on fire. So these are the reasons that, if I were you, I'd be excited, other than, uh, hey, it's a great night. We won again. So I think the more, you know, what I'm looking for is, you know, more of the, the conversation about the games. You know what I mean? About the teams other than, obviously, I know you're happy every time you win a game or a series and that you're getting drunk. I, it's the same story. It's like a broken record. Am I right, Carver High? We're having a great night over here. Well, gee, you think? That every time she calls, their team wins. That's when she calls. When they lose, you never hear from her. I mean, she's had a couple. Whatever. She's just, you know, but- she's... All I'm saying is it's the same thing every time. Oh, no question. Great night tonight. We won. I'm getting drunk. Okay, good for you. Thanks for calling. Click. That's what I should do is hang up on her. Talk about the game. Talk about the players. Talk about the team. Talk about what they did. Talk about a big moment in the game or something. I know you're happy. I know you're excited. I know whenever you win, you're uh, extremely lit and, and getting drunk. 
We, I, I realize all these things. Like, I know you like the back of your hand. Like I do. Like I know exactly what you're going to say to me every time you call, which is the key to our conversation here. I'm not trying to be mean. If I come across as mean, then so be it. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. I don't know what you're waiting for. Go sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's F-E-R-R-A-L-L-F-E-R-R-A-L-L. PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's the best site, best snags, best price, best return. Everybody knows it. Every play, every day, everything. Baseball, boxing, MMA, hockey, hoops. You get it all. College football last week, 69%. NFL last week. That's, you know, this past weekend's games. 71%, including the Pats hit last night, including the uh, Kansas City Thursday night and all of Sundays. So 71%. It's my fourth weekend in the 70s in seven weeks in the NFL. If you don't sign up for PharrellOnTheBench.com, you lose. Everybody else wins, and you lose. Hide the money from your wife. So there you go. I just saw 60% of Uber riders don't tip the driver. I've never uh, not tipped the driver, ever. Have you ever not tipped the driver? I mean, there may have been a time or two where I was absolutely blasted and fell out of my car, <laughs> where, uh, you know, fell out of the car there and, and got home. I but, forgot. But usually, like... You know, the next day you'll get like the email. Oh, thank you. And then you. you'll be like, oh, "Oh man, I forgot to tip this dude." And then you can go back and uh, do it. But if it, if it ever happened, it's because I was too uh, inebriated to remember to do it right after the ride. Fair enough. So uh, it says that sixty percent of the people don't tip them. <clears throat> you remember the guy that threw me out of the uh, Uber in in Vegas? Uh, when I asked him to take me to Summerlin and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, you want to go out to Burbs? He's like, no, I just stay on the, the city streets. Right. <clears throat> I lit him up. I didn't uh, tip him. No, I didn't give him anything. I didn't give him anything. Oh, I gave him something, all right. I gave him a piece of my verbal assault weapon, which is my tongue lashing that I gave him. And I got to tell you, the Lakers came back in this game. They got within two. And then it uh, creeped back up to five right now. And there's 8.45 and rolling left in the game. They just can't shake the Clippers. They can't, like, you know, top them and take a lead and do anything with it. Uh, Too much of uh, Kawhi and too much of Lou Williams. You know what I mean? So, there you go. I couldn't find, and I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just couldn't, I didn't see anything yet. I'm surprised it's not up yet. Oh, then now it is. Strasburg is uh, plus one sixty, and uh, Verlander's minus a buck seventy-five tomorrow. You willing to roll the dice with uh, Strasburg Mafia? Or are you going to go Verlander? Uh, if I was betting on it, I wouldn't mind putting you know a little coin there on Strasburg. I'm surprised that the odds are so big there. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to guarantee a win with him, but I mean the guy's been incredible, not only all season, especially the postseason for them. To be that big of a dog, I know they're on the road, but that's... That's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing because he's been the best pitcher in baseball in the playoffs. Bar none, him and Cole, and tonight Cole lost that status, right? Strasburg still hasn't had a bad outing. Cole was not bad tonight, but he was bad enough to lose, right? He, He gave up two home runs, and that's all you need to know. Colin in Texas, you're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey, Pharrell. So right before you went to break, you were wanting actual moments and players in the game. I got a big one for you. That was a good game, the World game, the World Series game one. Right. But until uh, George Springer single-handedly lost it for the Astros by not running out a fly ball to first base, that RBI double he had, if he hadn't done the cha-cha slide down to first, he could have gotten to third. Next ball in play was a fly ball to the outfield. He could have tagged up. We would be watching extra innings right now, maybe. I mean, I guess everyone, uh, we had mentioned that earlier, that everyone's blaming Springer for not running hard. Uh, and listen, I, I didn't see that. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I'm taking your word for it. And everyone else that said, uh, you know, Carver High had mentioned it. So all I know is, is that, you know, if it wasn't for Springer, <laughs> they wouldn't even have been in the game to begin with. You know, he hit a, a didn't he uh, hit the shot to the wall? Right there, and then didn't he uh, hit a home run earlier? I mean, what, what more can the guy do? So you can blame him all you want. Uh, he was – was he not their best player tonight, Springer, for the Astros? He may be, you know, the guy you blame that he didn't run hard on the double. Uh, but but at the same time, he drove in a run there, and he hit a home run. So uh, I, I can't blame Springer for anything. He's also now hit a home run in five straight World Series games. That's crazy. Two years ago, he had, I guess, the last four games of that Dodger series, he hit a homer. So is that what everybody's doing now? They're blaming, they're all blaming Springer? They're saying that the game could have been tied. Right. But you're right. He was a big part of why they were in the game to begin with. He was their best player. And he, uh, just so we're clear, he killed the Yankees, too. I'd love to see, like, one of those, you know, side-by-side cameras of him and the guy that was on base, because like I said, at first glance when he's you know dancing, I'm like, what is this guy doing? What an idiot he cost him. But the same token, the guy was waiting on second. He couldn't have like ran up and stood on the base with him because they're waiting to see if he can caught the ball. So I don't know. I'd have to see the two different camera angles to see right. exactly where they were at the certain times. Right. If he could have even gone further or not. I saw him go back and tag up. For what reason, I don't know. Because he was worried about him even catching it because he almost did. Well, I, so he went back because he thought he caught it. Then he thought he was going to catch it, th- and then when he didn't, then, he ran. Then he took off. But he was going to make it easily anyway from right, second. Right, but could Springer have gotten to second and, and the third right behind him, or was he going to be running on his heels? Right. Yeah, I don't uh, – I'll be honest with you. I'm not blaming Springer for anything. He, I thought – like I said, I thought he uh, was their best player. He was an idiot for hot-dogging, but it still might not have been his fault did, that he wasn't on third. Did anybody else uh, actually have a better game than him, Carver High, batting-wise, driving in runs or anything? No one had a better game than Springer. Oh, I mean, I'm talking about for the Astros. For the Astros, he was their best player. Wow, Harold with a huge basket right in LeBron's face on a breakaway. It's a four-point game. It it does not matter. They have been within two, like, multiple times, and they just keep screwing it up. It's unbelievable. LeBron just missed a layup all alone by himself, and then Davis missed the follow, too. So it does not matter what they do. They just cannot shake this team or get in front of them. I mean, they just keep getting close and then blowing it. No travel it, on Harold there? I thought he was shuffling the feet when he caught in there but, right in the lane with But him. LeBron just missing layups left and right. Now he's going to get the ball stolen from him. Oh, my God. LeBron is just giving this game away. Looking like an old man right now. Yeah, he's trying to force that one into two guys. You got to pass the ball around. Come on. I mean, that was sloppy. Luke in Dallas on the ticket. Hey, Scotty. Just got off work. Can I get a cold one? Can we get him a cold beverage? Shake out. Ooh. There you go. 
Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. All right, so I know the Western Conference is pretty uh, deep this year. I'm a Mavs fan. Um, if Porzingis and Doncic can stay healthy throughout the year, do you think they can make a seventh or eighth seed this year? I mean, look, I think they're fabulous, and I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, every night. To be able to go see Doncic and Porzingis play in Dallas is going to be, I think, a pleasure for you guys. You're going to love it. I think it's going to be a great uh, tandem for years to come down there. So I don't know about the rest of the team. That's where I have some issues. They were, even despite having Doncic last year, he was incredible, but they never won because they have nothing else. So I think they're building something down there. And uh, I have my doubts uh, as to them getting uh, a playoff spot. But look, I think they're going to be exciting as ever with Porzingis and Doncic playing together. So anything's possible. I'm not going to sit here on, uh, you know, the night before they start their season and predict anything. Okay? I have no idea who's winning the NBA championship like these other nimrods that come on here predicting things. And everybody's got all the answers to everything. I have the answers to nothing. Okay? Jeff in, uh, except for uh, betting on a night-to-night basis. I'm good at that. Jeff in uh, Virginia. No, actually, you do have the answers because picking New England Monday night with the Jets coming off a big win against Dallas uh, in a conference game, plus 10 points. I mean, to choose New England, that was a huge call by you, and uh, that shows that you know what you're doing and everybody should ride with Pharrell when it comes to games. But the reason I called was, you know, to give a little props to the Nationals. You know, we're, we're in here in D.C. Right. We're hearing all the negative, you know, riding the Redskins and just hearing all the negative stuff from the Redskins, and our team is terrible. But I'll tell you what, the Nationals are flying under the radar, but they're not anymore, but they were all season. We got Davey Martinez calling big shots, big calls. I mean, he's, he's doing all the right things. We got Juan Soto, a 20-year-old who's three for four in his first World Series game. I mean, this kid's got ice in his veins. I mean, you know, Zimmerman, he, you know, to, to see what he's doing tonight, he's, you know, it's just it's just amazing. And yeah, I don't see any playing. reason to be negative at all about anything in D.C. except the uh, Redskins. I mean, the, the Capitals are still really good, and the uh, Nationals are three wins away from their first World Series. And uh, they are on the verge of doing it. I mean, the bottom line is they, they you know, uh, kicked ass in the NLCS. Uh, that was embarrassing, a four-game sweep. And then uh, to, to win game one of the World Series in Houston, I mean, they're on their way. I mean, all, you know, if Strasburg wins tomorrow night, I'm willing to say it. If, if he wins tomorrow night at plus 160, that is staggering to me that he's plus 160. It's like absolute. they are giving him absolutely zero respect. Zero. Vegas has given him no chance whatsoever to win that game tomorrow night, is what that says. Verlander is automatic at minus a buck seventy-five. Vegas is just teasing you to take uh, Strasburg. They're like, go ahead, because he's not going to win. That is crazy. He is pitching better than Verlander. He's pitching better than anybody. Now, if he goes out tomorrow and lays an egg, then so be it. Uh, it happens, right? Like, no one thought Garrett Cole tonight would lose, and I didn't either. So... Bottom line is, uh, I have all the faith in the world in uh, Strasburg and the uh, Nationals. And the, like I said, the, the Wizards, look, even though they suck, at least they signed Beal and they have that locked up. They did not get rid of him like everybody thought they were going to do. So it, it, when Wall comes back, if it ever, they're going to be, the two of them together can light anybody up. They can be a good team, the Wizards. They, they really can. But they got to be healthy. 
And then the only team that's atrocious in D.C. is the uh, Redskins. So what I would do if I were you, I would smoke just gigantic doobies and forget about the Redskins. Just talk about the Nationals and the Capitals. And go see Bradley Beal fill it up, and you'll be fine. I mean, why would you sit around worrying about the Redskins? They suck so bad. They haven't even won a game. They're terrible. They're on Thursday night. They're going to get whacked again, and they're not worth talking about. And then you guys sit around crying about them. Like, whatever. Who cares? Listen to Chad Dukes, have fun, drink beer, smoke fatties, and go watch uh, the Nationals win the World Series. Man, if you have a team in a World Series, what do I give a rat's ass about the crappy NFL team that can't get out of their own way? I mean, honestly. 855-212-4CBS. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.